day, good day, good day. Welcome to another excited and exciting and caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. My name is Father David. I'm Deacon Bob. I had a little pause there. I guess I was still trying to figure out what I was going to say next. We're we're doing something a little different. It's Monday morning. It's Monday. It's Monday morning. We're we usually podcast on Wednesday or Thursday morning, late morning. Yeah. We're doing somewhat early on Monday. So. It's early Monday morning. Not enough coffee morning. Indeed, so. you're you're rocking a different mug. I'm just today. doing my uh, little I polka dots. One of my friends gave it to me. I guess his sister's like this well-known pottery maker person. Oh, yeah. So I have this pottery maker person's cup. That's fun. I like kind of custom cups. Yeah. You got a. You what? What's really good about your mug is that you got a big handle. And it's your, a big cup. It holds probably like. That's true. Fifteen ounces. <laughs> See, I uh, my my handle is a two finger handle. Yours is a three. Yeah, and so you have Damascus. I do uh, Damascus, right? Good, uh, good group of people down in Columbus area. Um, yeah. So they, I got this last time I was down there. It has a little lid on it too. Yeah, I like that. Keeps it warm. Uh, but, and for um, me, I keep it from spilling. <laughs> indeed, I'm a speller. It reminds me of a memory. I was talking, speaking of the handles. Father Jeremy Merzweiler, mm-hmm. remember, yep. remember him? Yeah, he's he's kind of a he's a he's a fun guy. He and, is. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time in seminary, um, he wanted to find a like a really big handled coffee mug. So like like he didn't didn't want three. He wanted like four. Four. <laughs> he wanted a whole you know a whole fist on his his coffee mug. So we were going all over the place trying to find <laughs> a giant coffee a mug. a giant coffee mug. And I think we went to we went in crate crate and barrel down oh, in like. Wow. And just he just wanted one mug. You're like, but there you have to like buy a set of things. You know? Oh, that's true. It's hard to find just one. But that was that was kind of funny. Cool. So, some mornings, you know, you just need to grasp. Did he drink a lot of coffee? I know he was always wired. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Did he? Yes, yes. He gave up coffee, I think, for Lent. Oh, I think you're right. One time, and it kind of kind of kind of went haywire. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was here. He was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, good priest. He's at my home parish. Very cool. Down in uh, down in um, Akron. No, he'll be a good pastor. Indeed, but um, no, it's good. We're we're doing this on a Monday morning too because we don't have a we don't have a staff meeting today. That's so, true. Normally on Mondays um, we'll have staff meetings, but um, but Father Fred is away on 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 vacation this week, so get a little we get a little freedom. Yep. Monday morning. What'd you do over the weekend? Anything fun? Me. Uh, well, we got our community day of service. That's right. Our community day of service on on Saturday, which was a really beautiful day. Although I felt bad for the the leaf rakers <laughs> with the thirty mile an hour wind. Yes, <laughs> it was. Depending on uh, where you were raking your leaves, mm-hmm. it could have been either the best location or the worst location. And depending on which direction the leaves were being raked. That's what I'm saying. With the wind or against the wind. I feel like purgatory. That would be a a good image of purgatory. Raking leaves into the wind for eternity. That would be... (laughs) Although purgatory isn't for eternity. (laughs) But that would be... That would be a penance for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. But yeah, so the, I but I went around uh, all kind of all all kinds of different spots. So we had you know three hundred over three hundred people volunteers going out wow. to different different places in the community and doing all kinds of stuff. So I went around and uh, visited people, took pictures, uh, prayed with people as they were as they were working. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, uh, it was really good. So I went uh, a couple places over in Euclid. So there was this one organization. It was really awesome. Uh, it was called I think. 
sleep in heavenly peace or something. Oh, I heard about them. Yeah. So it's I think it's a national group, but they have established a, a chapter in Cleveland. So they provide uh, beds for kids. Wow. Especially obviously, I mean, well, in low income housing uh, kind of places, and and uh, they're just they're very simple beds. They're made out of two by two by fours and stuff. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's giving a, a bed to a to a child who doesn't have one. So. So our team helped build the beds. I think so the, is what I heard. Yeah. So they were already the pieces were already made. So oh, okay. like the headboard and and the foot and then so and then there's just kind of big two by fours kind of holding it together and the the slats and so all the pieces came so it's just kind of assembling it together. Okay, that's good. Kind of like a like an IKEA. That's kind of, cool. Kind of kind of thing. And hopefully so. all the screws went. They came with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. There there was lag bolts and all kinds of things. So wow. But no, it was it was real nice and just to see the kids kind of just jumping on the beds like. I mean, not jumping, but, you yeah. know, just kind of rolling around and like, yeah, they haven't had a bed before, you know. Wow. So, you know, we talk about, you know, something that's that's dignifying. You know, yeah, and, oh, absolutely. Um, so, I was good. So, I went to, was, uh, there was a couple different teams. So, I went around and said, had, said hi to the families and prayed with them and, and it was um, it was really good. And then the other place I went to was uh, Maplewood over in Chardon, which is a really nice uh, nursing facility over there and uh, the choir. Uh, sang uh, for the for the for the people there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you know, so they sang some songs and and uh, it was really it was really nice. You could just see the joy in their faces too. Well, that's really good. So yeah, and then just weekend stuff, you know. How about you? Very good. We took um, Saturday off and just spent the day my wife and I together, which was really nice. Hey, um, that's good. It was really really good. So we did a little bit of cooking in the morning and mm. sat on the porch because it was it was what 77 oh. it was beautiful yeah yeah i think it was a record for community day service I mean, yeah to be almost 80 degrees we watched all the leaves blow from our yard into the neighbor's yard <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna go out and do leaves and i thought and you're just sipping your coffee on your uh, patio just going mm. yeah i'm just gonna wait till they blow away I'm glad they're not falling over yeah here. so now that the wind stopped we'll uh Mm-hmm. We'll ride around on the lawnmower and mulch them up. So, hey, it's good. It was good. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, community service, and um, so for the homily this weekend, I, I was able to tie it in. So, we want to talk a little bit about encouragement today. It's kind of what I preached about. So, uh, work smarter, not harder, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, the community of service is really an encouraging day in, in a lot of ways, right? You know, for the people certainly who are who are being served, uh, but also for uh, those who are do, doing the serving. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, our people are going into all kinds of situations to be be with people in in need, and certainly there are um, you know works of service. There are tasks you know being done, building this, raking this, painting this. But at the end of the day, I think it's even just the presence you know of of, of these people in their in their lives that that that's encouraging. You know, because we're not fixing all the problems, you know, all the issues, um, solving all the needs, but um, but it's kind of a place of just encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it was really good. And I think when we go into experiences like that, the goal isn't we know we can't change the situation, but we can walk with people for a little while, right? Um, and that's really important. Absolutely, that's probably the most important thing is how do we walk and accompany them. Mm-hmm. And how do they accompany us? You know, like what do we learn from whoever it is we're ministering to and ministering with? Right. 
Right. Yeah, because in every act of charity, in every act of love, you know, um, our heart grows as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And I actually, I, I was able to preach on that uh, in the morning. So at the 830 Mass before before all the service, you know, I said I was excited, not just because of like all the work that's going to be done and all the plays, um, you know, people we encounter are going to change, but how, how our own hearts are going to change. We worked with uh, Father Ed Brenz in the Diocese of Youngstown. Mm-hmm. On Project Grow, yeah, and like a mission trip. It was like it's sort of a mission trip where the people from the diocese would come together and help the people in Youngstown, various um, community organizations or neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And the thing that impressed me the most was we had kids that didn't know each other that were mm-hmm. ministering to various groups, and how much the kids grew together as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this one girl, Maddie. Her friend was painting, and somebody above her was painting, mm-hmm. and so the paint from the above dropped onto the girl's hair oh, below. Man. And Maddie took paint because the girl was crying, and everybody's making fun of her. And Maddie put paint in her own hair, um, so that she could suffer with the girl who everybody's yeah. making fun of. Yeah. And I thought, how profound is that? That as we're accompanying somebody else, we even grow closer to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And learn about God's love for us. Yeah, it's all an opportunity. It's um, it's all an opportunity. Really good. So, but with the the reading for this weekend, so we had uh, Saint Paul. He was talking to uh, the people of Thessalonica or the Thessalonians, the, Thessal- the Thessalonians, <laughs> as they say. And so he says this, and this is kind of kind of how we tied it in. So he says, brothers and sisters, may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And, our, and God our Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting encouragement and good hope through his grace, encourage your hearts and strengthen them in every good word and deed. So in this little introduction, um, you know, St. Paul you know, brings up encouragement twice, you know, and so I, I was kind of just kind of drawn to that. So God, he wants to make a relationship between God uh, and encouragement, that God wants to encourage us. Ultimately, you know, where does that come from? For the fact that, you know, God became man, God lived on the earth, God suffered and died for us and rose from the dead. And because of that, we have salvation. That's encouraging, right? Mm-hmm. God became present to us in a, in a, in a very real way uh, and saved us, right? And that's that's encouraging. And, and now as Christians within the church, we don't encounter Jesus physically walking around on the earth, but we encounter him through faith, we encounter him spiritually mm-hmm. uh, through the life of the church, through the sacraments, through a life of prayer, through the community. And this is how we how we encounter God. And I think, you know, he's God wants to encourage us because he knows that we're, we go through so many things, right? Um, and the, the first reading for, for the Sunday uh, was uh, from, the, from the Maccabees. And so it was talking about the Maccabean martyrs. There were seven sons who... Who seven sons, four sons? I think it was seven. Seven sons, who who all died for their faith. Uh, so as as Jewish people don't eat pork, and so you know the uh, the powers that be were trying to force them to, to disobey God, God's commandments, and uh, but they resisted and they said, you know, we're gonna. I'd rather die at the hands of, of man than offend God. And so we know we can deal with opposition and persecution. Uh, in our lives, you know, it's not necessarily the most popular thing, you know, to be a Christian, <laughs> to be a Catholic. You know, you don't have to look far. You can look at, look at Comedy Central and mm-hmm. different places. Catholics are usually one of the first to be kind of made fun of. 
but maybe it's not opposition. Maybe it's um, maybe it's just kind of the unexpected, you know, things of life, you know, that we deal with, you know, flat tires, medical diagnosis, job loss, you know, and just difficult seasons of life. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows we need encouragement in all, all all kinds of ways. And then, and then even just maybe just from exhaustion, from exhaustion from dealing with you know a medical diagnosis or a difficult situation. Exhaustion from dealing with, you know, a certain struggle or sin in our life that we just haven't been able to able to overcome. So just to say, those are kind of the ways, the things I pointed out in the homily of just, these are the ways we can struggle you know, mm-hmm. in life. And, and we, we can be tempted to be discouraged. Um, and so our God knows we need uh, encouragement. You know, he, we need to be, you know, built up so we can, we can move through life well and all, and all that, so... I wish God would just text me that encouragement <laughs> or like my Apple Watch that says, you can do it. Um, but I think God really relies on us to be that encouragement for each other. Um, one of my friends has this, like the, one of those insulated drink cups with the mm-hmm. straw. And it says, sometimes you forget you're so awesome. So this is your reminder. Um how are we encouraging other people, especially the ones who are having a hard time, mm-hmm. to know that God loves them and that we're there for yeah. them, that God's working through us to help support them? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, how are we receiving encouragement mm-hmm. from God? And then how are we giving? You know, how are we? How is and that encouragement flowing through us, right, as, as the body of Christ? That's a, that's, a huge, that's a huge question because, yeah, we know our, life are, is, our lives are full of, of trials and, and, and difficulties. And maybe if if we look at our society, maybe we could generally say that we're not as encouraging as we could be. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we're at each other's throats about this or that, this mm-hmm. or that. I mean, just driving around on the road, people get we get <laughs> a little anxious, frustrated, and, uh, frustrated, frustrated enough with each other. You know, pretty quickly if someone's yeah. driving slow in the left lane or you know not turning quick enough at a you know at a mm-hmm. green light or yeah, you know, or they so, honk before the light turns green. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Why aren't you going yet? <laughs> I have things to do. Yeah. So I mean, we could look around. We could maybe use a little help in the encouragement uh, department. And and so as Christians, I think we have something real to contribute to that. Uh, and as we probably said before, I mean, what is a, a real mark of a Christian? It, it it's that of joy mm-hmm. uh, or of enc- or, or of encouragement. Was there a, a moment maybe you felt encouraged by 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 someone? I think the one that comes to mind is I was helping my daughter. She was probably in fourth grade do a, a project. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to make this like long house and trying to dovetail things. I sliced my finger open with a knife. Mm. And so I went to get stitches and the nurse said, look, it's either going to be a couple of pricks with the numbing stuff or they're just going to sit, you know, stitch it up and mm-hmm. not have the anesthetic. So she said, you can hold my hand. I went, I don't think that's going to help. Well, it really did. Um, I don't know if I broke her hand as I was holding it. Um, (laughs) But that definitely was one of those moments of all she had to do was be there. And I know my wife's the same way. You know, when there's a difficult time, just being together makes it better. Just being there. Even though it doesn't change the situation. Yeah. It's actually actually interesting. I heard this uh, a while ago. I don't know if it's a traditional thing to do, uh, but the Jewish people actually, um, one of their ways of grieving after someone's died 
is actually to um, to go over to the person's house uh, and and to be with them. Mm-hmm. But the rule is that you can't say anything to them until they speak first. Oh, that's a, a wise thing. We should probably write that on a postcard. Right. So, like, <laughs> after someone's just lost, you know, a loved one, you know, there's a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts, you know, all, all that stuff. But but the wisdom is just go be present with them. Don't say anything. Because yeah. sometimes we want to be helpful and we can kind of say things and, you know, it may or may not be helpful or may not may or may not speak to what they're really dealing with. But, but I thought that was interesting just to focus on just go be present with them. Yeah. You know, having someone close to you physically uh, and knowing that they're there you know, just brings a real encouragement. Yeah. And I think that probably holds true for anybody who's in some kind of distress. Yeah. You know, it's better just to be with them than try to explain how God's working and mm-hmm. mess it all up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know, um, you know, in my own life, there are times which I can struggle with different things. Even this morning, I was just kind of fretting over something, a situation. It was like, I was kind of feeling uh, just, uh, just kind of, you can feel like accusatory thoughts sometimes mm-hmm. or shame or like, oh, I didn't do this right or I didn't do enough or, you know, like what, paying attention to when those thoughts come, like, where where is this coming from? You know, uh, the spirit of God is peace, patience, joy, gentleness, kindness. And so I, I immediately kind of recognize, okay, I'm kind of just beating myself up about, you know, something. So I just called one of my priest friends and just kind of shared that with them and uh, just kind of named that, named that thing, mm-hmm. you know. And But even just to be able to call someone and talk with them real yeah. quick, you know, took three minutes, you know, it wasn't like a half an hour phone call. But even just to, to know someone else is there to kind of, to be with you and to hear you, even if they're not going to, they're not going to change it, they're not going to solve anything, but right. just to have someone there. Yeah, and I think that somebody is important. Um, do you ever get like that after a homily? Like you give the homily and go, you know, I don't know if that like did that work. <laughs> what did I just say? Uh-huh. And, yeah. And I usually go with if I prayed and done everything I can, yeah. And I've been faithful to the scripture, but it's like that temptation almost of, you know, you screwed it up or it didn't come out right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And usually somebody will give you a response yeah. if it didn't come out right. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. we just trust that if we do what we're supposed to do with mm-hmm. preparing and trusting God, that right. it will come out right. And ultimately, the voice of God is going to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. Right. God is never going to discourage us. Right. God's never going to be putting us down or accusing us. Right. So, so it's good to pay attention to those those thoughts, you know, those feelings when they come up. Well, and I would say, too, it doesn't mean that it's not challenging. So we sure. can be encouraging and challenging sure. at the same yeah. time. Yeah, God's, right. God's, God's challenge always comes with an encouragement, mm-hmm. always comes with, and actually this is what I was going to get into what I was going to say uh, next, which is St. Paul. So he, so St. Paul points out, um, may you receive everlasting encouragement uh, and good hope through what? Through his grace. Right? So St. Paul is making a connection between then God, encouragement, and grace. What is grace? God's presence in our soul. God's life within us. Right? Mm-hmm. It's his closeness you know, to us in a real way. Um, right. So it's, it's, we're not just kind of doing this on our own, but it, it's God who, who encourages us. And whenever he does challenge us or invite us to do something more, stretch us, you know, do a, a, a work of charity, it's always 
his power that's going to be do it and not simply our own will or our own power or our own whichever you know uh, it's all about grace mm-hmm. right that's why we're Christians do you know who Tony Little is now you're do, too young I, I, I do not <laughs> he's he was like an exercise guru yeah so he would do these videos mm-hmm. and and they were pretty challenging but his big line was you can do it <laughs> <laughs> you know he he put the challenge out there. Mm. And then encouraged you to meet the challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think God does that with us all the time. Yeah. You know, he, he gives us the challenge. Not that God, God does bad things, but always gives us the grace to meet mm-hmm. that challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, you know, I kind of on the, along those lines, too. You know, one of the ways we can, we can try to deal with difficulty, with challenge, with kind of all this stuff, is just kind of, well... Just thinking positive thoughts, right? Even even with uh, with Tony Little, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, even that sense of like, kind of having that mantra, having that self talk of like, I can do it, I can do it, I'm strong, I'm I I'm great, I can. I'm awesome. I think I can, I think yeah, I can. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a certain goodness to that, right? That we we do need to remind ourselves of the things that are true. But I think as Christians, we shouldn't simply just look to thinking positive thoughts to move through difficulty. Um, Considering we believe in a God who is who loves us and is present to us uh, and wants to help us and wants in he wants to encourage us, you know, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, you know, who is who loves you, give you mm-hmm. everlasting encouragement through his grace. You know, as Christians, we're in relationship with a person, Jesus, who is who is God, you know, and, but sometimes I think we can kind of rely on our own just kind of like, well, I just got to I got to kind of work through this myself and then. If it doesn't work out, then I'll go to God. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like if all else fails, then pray. As opposed to let's pray at the beginning and ask God to be part of the process. Right. Go to God first. Mm-hmm. Right? And and hopefully, as Christians, we encourage each other and God's love comes through us. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like we're thinking positive thoughts. It's we're asking God's spirit to be with us as we meet whatever the challenge is. Right. Right. But yeah, I, I hear that a lot at different times, just kind mm-hmm. of come from people whenever they're dealing with something difficult or seeing it online and, you know, just, just think positive thoughts. So, and there's a certain goodness to that, but I think as Christians, we need to go, you know, a step deeper that, and, and even, and just kind of thinking, you know, if a thought experiment, you know, if God didn't exist, you know, how would you, how would we deal with suffering? You know, that might be a, a response, you know, if God didn't exist. You know, just, well, I have to think positively. But the reality is God does exist, and he does want to help us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I think suffering is a whole different podcast. We could probably sure. work yeah, on Yeah, we've we talked about it before, uh-huh. right? In, in one way or another, um, yeah. how do we approach suffering? And why does God let us sit in suffering sometimes? Mm-hmm. Um but we're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And also surrendering. How do I surrender my stubbornness and trusting that God's with me in the people around me as well as in my heart? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an important point too, obviously, because that, so suffering is, right? We, we all have suffering in different ways and levels in our lives, <clears throat> but God never in, in, allows suffering in our life without his encouragement. Right. Right. So St. Paul, kind of primary, like he, 
went, he dealt with a lot of stuff in, in his life and his ministry. He went through all over the world, you know, the known world, shipwrecked, imprisonment, persecution, kind of all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you don't know much about his life, read the, read, the, read, read the letters. Yep. And, you know, but he was always rooted in God's presence, always rooted in encouragement. You know, Paul's strategy wasn't just, well, I just got to think positive thoughts through, <laughs> through my whole ministry. It's like, you know, he, he looked to God, you know. And that relationship and uh, his presence, real real presence through prayer. So, And so many of his letters start off with, I thank God always for the people in his life. Right. As well as for whatever he was going through. Right. Yeah. So, so hey, it's good. I think that's a little bit about encouragement. That we need to, to look to God um, for encouragement in our lives. And he really will give it to us. Whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we, we know it or not, that's the thing about grace. You know, God's life within us. Sometimes we notice it happening. Sometimes we don't. I went to one of the nursing homes that we bring communion to. Mm-hmm. And this lady, she stopped me. She goes, you bought me coffee the other day. I said, I did. She goes, yeah, I was in Dunkin' Donuts and you paid for my order. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been an encouragement to her and I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. So I think... As we leave this podcast, mm-hmm. it might be good to ask God, how can I be an encouragement to somebody else? Sure. Either known or anonymously. You sure. know, either buying somebody coffee behind you or buying somebody a mug that said you're awesome. Um, just asking God to open your eyes to where that encouragement needs to happen. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. Want to pray us out? Hey, sure. In Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for your love and your peace and your healing, and we ask you to help us to share that with the people that need it the most. And for all those who are in need of encouragement, we hope that this podcast has been an encouragement to you, and we ask you, Lord, to help them share that encouragement with others. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, everybody, have a good uh, have a good day. Have a good week. Enjoy this uh, first week of uh, November, and Thanksgiving's on its way. Yep, be an encouragement to all. God bless. Mm-hmm.